Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, let's do this. Wednesday, August 11th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. 65 days until the 2021-22 season drops the puck uh, against the Vancouver Canucks for the Philadelphia Flyers. And our guest on this episode spoke to counting down those days as well in his press conference for the signing of his new three-year contract. Joining us on this episode is Flyers goaltender Carter Hart. Carter, it's got to feel good to get the contract and the business part of the hockey in the rearview mirror, and now you can concentrate on hockey. For sure it is. Yeah, now it's time to just go play. Do you let that like kind of creep in your head as negotiations are going on? And You know you know it's going to work. Maybe you don't know it's going to work out, but finally getting pen to paper is a different story as you kind of fret about it a little bit because you don't know exactly what it's going to be. Yeah, I mean, I think you just I let my agent take care of it, Judd Moldaver. He's awesome. I love him. He uh, did a great job for me. Um, but I think you just kind of let, let him handle the business side. And um, it was lucky lucky that uh, we were able to get a deal done. Um, and it was uh, everything worked out. So, um, no, I, I'm just really excited to, to have it done and now just to be able to go play and, and get ready here to go back to camp here soon. You've always had a great support system around you. I know, I know when you first came up, you you know, your billet parents were there. And, you know, having people in your life as you're coming up through this hockey journey through junior and then to the AHL and NHL, you know, having guys like your agent. Are you someone that likes to ask for a lot of detail or do you just say, just just hit me on the big stuff, man? Yeah, I just let him handle it. I let him handle it. He's, uh, he knows what he's doing. Um, actually, at the end of the season, I went down to L.A. with my buddy from back home here, Nolan. We went down to visit him there for a week in LA, and that was my first time actually meeting him because I oh. actually just switched agents um, during COVID, the beginning of COVID, so I never got the chance to meet him. Because he was in Canada before during this season, Toronto, couldn't come down to the states, and then when he went back to the states, we went down and and uh, met him for the first time face to face. So that was pretty crazy. He was my agent for over a year, and I hadn't met him yet. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, so I went down here and hung out with him, and he's awesome. Like, great guy, really cares, and really thankful for, for everything he's done for me so far and for getting this uh, deal done. It's so important to have good people around you, isn't it, that that care, and for the right reasons and not the wrong reasons. Yeah, you need those people. You need the people that care about you and just want to see you succeed and want to help you in any way they can. And Sometimes those people are hard to find, so when you find them, you got to really trust them and, and hold on to them. That's the thing you just mentioned. I mean, you had your agent for a year. You didn't get to meet him. All of the, you know, isolation and everything last year. I know you've mentioned it played, you know, play, got into your head. It's going to get into anybody's head. I think people have to realize that even though you guys are professional athletes and you can do some superhuman things, you are still human. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about superhuman, but <laughs> Dude, um, yeah, some superhuman just, ways. <laughs> we're, we're just people. And I mean, at the end of the day, we're. We're people first before hockey players, and um, I think this year was definitely um, challenging for everybody, and I tried people in a lot of different ways, but um, the, we're coming out on the bright side now with um, things are going, getting back to normal. I mean, here's pretty much everything normal in Alberta, so and I'm not sure how things are down in Philly right now, but I'd assume kind of the same thing, and next year I have a full house, so that'll be really exciting to play in front of a the uh, whole stadium again. What was your off-season decompression like? And, and was it different than prior years 
Um, like how, how do you yeah. go through that process to let it go? A little different this year. Like I flew down my best friend from here, Nolan Vulcan. Came down to, to Philly there for a couple of days. We just hung out, golfed, um, played in a golf tournament. Um, then we went to LA to see Dredd there for a week and hung out, met some cool people. Uh, I ended up golfing with Charlie Day from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that was really cool. We, uh, we got to the course and Joe Pesci was golfing behind us. So that was pretty cool. There was a sick course. We're playing at this course called uh, Lakeside. And it's in the middle of Hollywood, like right by all the studios. And the guy was telling us that we played with, he was a, a Netflix producer and um, his name was Chad. So Chad was telling us that all, all these celebrities come and play this course, like all the time during like they're shooting, like when they're shooting movies and stuff, because it's right yeah. there. And it's, it was a really nice course. We got there and Nolan's favorite show was always sunny in Philadelphia. So we were like, he's like, I think that's Charlie Day on the putting green there. And I was like, oh yeah, that is. And he comes up and introduces himself and says this is going to be playing with us today and oh. like I'm, oh, we were on the first tee and i remember i was so nervous because these guys are watching us tee off and i'm just like please don't shank one or top one <laughs> how'd you hit him uh not bad actually like i came down and i lost two balls at the beginning and i was i think i had like only two left and i was like it'd be really embarrassing if i had to ask one of these guys for a golf ball yeah. i'm like i gotta dial it in here <laughs> yeah you're like i'm usually better than this i can play one ball the whole round i don't, I don't pack a well, lot in my bag in alberta, courses in alberta are probably a little more winter burned than uh the courses out in california like i mean our greens some courses here are really nice but our greens are nothing compared to like, some of those courses that we played out there it was like our our fairway their fairways are like our greens it's yeah. crazy plush um you know that's a great way to start that decompression process. Let that go. Did, did you seek out any advice from any other NHL guys or guys that played in the league this off season? You know, you're at, you're, you've been in the league a few years now. It was a tough year for everybody. Your environment, which I've talked about a, a thousand times on the ice was, you know, not optimal. It's maybe the best word I can use or most sensitive word I can use, but did you seek out any advice from any, any people, you know, throughout the league? I mean, just my family, my family, my yep. close friends, um, the people that I've trusted for a long time, Justin Schwartz, my goalie coach, my sports psych guy, John Stevenson, um, the people that I that I trust um, the closest. That's who I really get into detail with with my conversations, and um, those are the people that I trust to have those conversations with and, and get advice from. And um, like I said, I mean, I really trust those people. I wouldn't be here without them. So um, I think that was those are the people that I that I trust the most. And really, to have those conversations with. Really important for you to kind of verbalize everything. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, like it's kind of it's good sometimes to get some of those things out. And I mean, this year obviously it didn't go very well for myself and for our group, but it's in the past, and you can learn from it. And we are going to learn from it. And next season's a clean slate for everybody. And I know we're all just so excited for a new start, a fresh start, and some new faces coming in. And we're going to have a great squad, and we're going to have a great year. Let me ask you about, because there's this notion, uh, Carter Hart's never faced adversity. You know, this is the first time he's ever faced adversity. I I say to people, this guy played for his country, uh, you know, in Canada. That is a ton of pressure, and you've been in these situations. You've faced adversity. What you do with adversity and, you know, learning from it is all that matters going forward. How do you take that and channel it? right to where you want it to go yeah exactly i mean you have to learn from it you can't you want to approach it the right way i mean when things don't go your way 
Um, you can't let it get the best of you. You just have to move on, learn from it, and then put it in the past. Like, past is the past. Uh, you got to live in the present. And right now, um, we've made some great changes this year. We've lost some great guys. But, I mean, it's, it's the business of hockey. But I think the additions, come, additions coming in are going to help our group. And all I can think about now is, for myself at least, is just worrying about getting better this off season, and then looking forward to the camp here in the fall. Um, but I think, I think our future is bright. But for right now, just got to stay in the present moment. Did you watch the NHL playoffs? When you, when you get done playing after a season and in that decompression period, do you watch or do you kind of just avoid the game for a period of time? I did watch quite a bit, actually. There, uh, I was rooting for, for Price and the Canadians, to be honest. It was cool to see him uh, make a run. And, and he's been in the league for a long time. He's paid his dues. Um, I still think he's one of the best, if not the best, goaltender in the NHL. And, guy that I really look up to so I was really cheering him on and hoping that they were gonna uh, beat Tampa Bay but Tampa Bay's team was just Oof. too strong and they had a lot of firepower <laughs> yeah it was ridiculous that team that, that could go down as one of the most talented teams in the history of the game when you look back on sure. it, uh, years down the down the road uh, let me ask you about because Kerry one of the things about his game Kerry Price is that he is so he's beating a lot of he's like Tiger Woods in a way where he's beating the opponent mentally and then there's this notion that the shooter has to be so precise so you see a lot of shots go wide because you know he's in their head you know how do you how do you make get inside a shooter's head as a goalie in a reactive position um i don't know i mean i think Kerry price has has been one of the top nhl goaltenders for a very long time and i mean i think you see you see it when we do that nhlpa players poll every year and they ask who do you want in the net for game seven, and they always say Kerry Price. So I think it's the players know that um, he's one of the best, if not the best. So um, maybe that's what gets in their head. <laughs> yeah, it does. And it, it look, you're, it's an earned reputation that until proven otherwise, he's going to carry. Um, when you're watching other guys in those playoffs and just in general, seeing the way, you know, save selection, some of the things they do, the way they approach certain situations – do you kind of like write some things down and go, oh, that's interesting. Let me see if I can kind of, when I get back on the ice, maybe, you know, try some elements, put my own spin on it. Do you, do you still do that even, you know, after being in the league a couple of years or is it more rigid than that? Um, I mean, sometimes, I mean, it just depends on kind of what you're watching for. I mean, this officer, when I first got back here, just kind of decompressing and just watching some hockey with my dad, pretty much not really dissecting anything. Just watching the game, not just the goalie. Yeah, just kind of watching the game with my with my dad, with my parents, and um, not really because usually when I'm watching hockey, it's usually game film, so there's not a lot of time you're watching an actual hockey game. Uh, you're back on the ice now. When did you go back on the ice, and what's it like? You know, this off season is a lot different. Just from a biorhythmic standpoint, you're going to play hockey in the fall this time. You're not starting in January and, you know, playing hockey last summer, that this time last year, you guys are in the bubble. You're taking on Montreal or yeah, Montreal last year in the bubble. So getting back into that biorhythm, how long have you been back on the ice and what's it feel like? Yeah, it's good. It's been good. I mean, I've been on the ice for about a month now. Um, started the first week of July. So just over a month. And, um, it's been really good. We've got a lot of good work here with my goalie coach, Dustin Schwartz. Uh, Dilly, Kim Dillaball came out for a little bit on the ice with us, and um, we've had a really good uh, progressive summer, and, and it's been really good. You talk about progressive summer. You know, when the, 
I always say, you know, goalies got to get out and do skating drills. And people, a lot of people don't understand what that means. For a goalie, it's goalie skating is a lot different, obviously. What's kind of like the, the levels of progression? You just get out and start moving. When do you bring pucks in and all those things? Yeah, I mean, I, I got on the ice with my dad the first time. Like, I just got out there, put my gear on because I was off the ice for about a month and a half. So, yeah. Um, and I was c- coming back from injury too. So, I had to make sure my knee was fully healed and strong and ready to go. So, just got out there with the gear and just skated around. I mean, maybe dropped down on my knees like twice, and that was it. And then slowly, gradually get into it. Then obviously the second ice time I got out with Schwartzy and um, just basic like open shooting, foundational things, and before we really dive into things, movement patterns and all those things. One of the things last year you talked about in the beginning of the season was you were you're going to. I think the quote was play with your depth a little bit. Um, you know that that. Is is a kind of a big change because everything's different from a different depth. Um, do, do you anticipate sure. going back to a, a more conservative depth? No, I mean it just—it's all situational. Yep. When where where shooters are, where where players are, um, where the puck is—it uh, all depends on. There's a ton of different factors in the game, and I mean it's just about playing with where you feel comfortable. And sometimes like, you can play around with. Not with areas that you're not comfortable playing in, and that's what the summer's for. To try those different areas out, um, different depths, and to see where you're actually. Hey, maybe I could actually play at this depth because my skating's good this way. So, just trying things out and playing around with it, I think is is good to do in the summer. Um, you know, one of the things too um, about a normal off season is you get to test gear. You know, you you and I both love gear. Um, that's one of the big reasons it brings a lot of people to it. You tested new gear this summer. I know you didn't last year because you didn't feel like you had the time with the way things kind of played out. Are you testing new stuff this year? No, no. You like you not. like what you have with the true. I do love the trues. They're very they're the same pad pretty much as what I was wearing with CCM before. So E Flex Four. Yeah, so I really like that pad, and um, I don't really want to uh, tamper with it too much. I'm a guy. I'm not a guy who likes to make a lot of switches. So if I like something, I like to stick with it. The only thing I maybe play around with is sticks, but that's about it. Yeah, you've always been using the Bauer stick. I know the true stick has been – a lot of players have been picking it up. Have, have you had a chance to, to mess with that at all? And what's what's the feel for you that you're looking for with the stick to, to convince you to change? Um, I mean, it's just the feel. And mainly for me, it's um, like lightness. Like the Bowers are so light. And then just when I'm playing the puck behind the net, I like to have a little zip on my pass. So – I'm not a guy who likes to sauce pass up the ice. Like if I'm making a pass, like usually it's going to be right along the ice. I like to get a little flex in my stick and power. I find this has a good flex there for me and that I'm used to. And um, I've tried with other ones and I'm still trying with other ones to try and find that flex for me. But I think when I look for a stick is kind of like that flex um, and then just the the lightness and feel and how pucks kind of come off my, my blade. The balance of it too, right? For sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you, you got to play with Brian Elliott. He's moving on and it's going to be uh, down in Tampa this year with the two-time Cup champs. You know, what was your experience like with Brian Elliott? 500 games this year, it's a big deal. I mean, the guy was a ninth-round draft pick, second-to-last pick taken out of Wisconsin, totally changed his game and is a self-made NHL goalie. What was that experience like, getting to play alongside Moose? Oh, I love Moose. I know it's sad to see him go. Um, and he's, he's done a lot for me. He's He's been a great mentor to me, a great friend, and a great teammate to all of us. So I think 
definitely disappointed to see him go. And I mean, heard great things, nothing like great things about Jonesy. So I'm looking forward to playing with him and seeing him here in the fall. But um, no, I, I loved playing with Moose. Uh, we had a lot of great times together and I'm going to cherish those times for sure. Um, but I mean, can't wish him nothing but good luck in, in Tampa Bay. And um, hope you have some fun down there in Florida. Yeah, uh, to get 500 games in the league, only oh, I think, like 70 some goals. Is the same rank as an NHL player playing a thousand. Yeah, for sure. To- totally agree. Um, a lot of the goalies in the division, this Metro division from a goaltending standpoint is fascinating uh, with this Russian invasion of Sorokin, Samsonov, and Shosturkin. It looks like they all got deals done on the same day you got yours done. Um, and Mackenzie Blackwood, of course, in New Jersey as well. They had Bernier. But when, when you look at it, and you guys are all roughly around the same age, young goaltenders in the league. Is there kind of a, a pseudo competition amongst you guys, you know, uh, all being in the same division? Uh, I mean, not. I don't think so. I mean, I think everybody just strives to be their best, and I want to be the best. And that's not just in the East Division. That's in the whole league. So I think we all just work to be at our best, and that's about it. It's it's crazy that there's all these guys at roughly that same age coming in though at the same time this was this is rare i mean when you came into the league it was like oh my god look how young he is and uh, you're three years in now as you're three years in you feel like you're just you're kind of prepared differently with all the knowledge you have now yeah i mean it's definitely been a a roller coaster like two covid seasons kind of um well i guess the, the one season being ended short uh, with covid and then going into this season I guess this was probably the COVID season, you could call it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, next year will be my first full NHL season, and it's been three years, so that's pretty crazy. That's wild, yeah, because you, you come up in the, in the first year, you you know, get your first NHL action, you're a call-up. Then the next year they cut it short, and you go to the bubble, and then that past year, that's wild to think about, but that's how to, how things have been. Um, yeah. You get the contract. Any uh, special first purchases? Car? Guitar? Guitar? <laughs> Probably not. I mean, I got my dad a new truck for Father's Day, so that was pretty cool. Dude, that's that's kid of the year award right there. Yeah, he was pretty pumped. So, um, yeah. So yeah, he was always talking about getting a new truck. So I had to the least I could do, you know. So um, I don't know. I'll just save my money. I think. <laughs> oh man. You know, all the boys are chirping me about maybe I should get a new place in Philly, or uh, I got a team dinner on the on the board for the first game. That's for sure. Oh, no doubt. Um, are you playing any music this summer? I know it's it's one of those things you and I have talked about it offline. Um, it's really good to free your mind, you, you know, to and just kind of escape into it. And you've gotten into playing the guitar, and and it's um it's it's been like a savior of my life. It's cathartic as that, as anything I can do. Have you been playing a lot of music this summer? A little bit more so at my parents. Like I actually just moved out this summer for the first time. So uh, most, every time I'm home in the summer, I usually just live at home, but. This year, I was just kind of like, ah, maybe it's time to move out. And I mean, I'm only like 20 minutes from my parents, so I'm still over there like five times a week. Um, bring some Go for laundry. dinner and laundry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but no, like I actually, I got a couple of noise complaints the first couple <laughs> weeks from guitar. So yeah, so I just, I mostly just play it when I go to my parents. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got, you got, we got to set with that new contract, we got a soundproof room in there. You can crank it up. Yeah. <laughs> Take it up to 11 like Spinal Tap. Uh, well, congrats on the deal, Carter. Uh, I, I know that uh, you're looking forward to getting back this season. Everybody's looking forward to it. All the changes and everybody's hoping for a great year. Enjoy the rest of the summer. Good luck with the uh, the training and work uh, with Dusty this summer up there, up at Schwartzy. And uh, we'll be seeing you soon, man. It's right around the corner. 
Yeah, I know. Looking forward to it. Special thanks to Carter Hart for joining us on this episode of Flyers Daily. Congrats on the new contract. Uh, now he can prepare. Now he can continue his preparation. He's been on the ice, as you heard him say, for a little while already, working on uh, the elements of goaltending, structure, and all the different things that uh, a goaltender will go through in the offseason. And it's, it's a lot different than it is for a player, but equally as important to get all those structural uh, elements to your game dialed in before you get to camp. And he's working on that now back home this summer. So thanks to him for joining us. And thanks to you for listening. We'll join you Friday for another episode. Emily Kaplan from ESPN covers the NHL. Going to be our guest on Friday's episode. So we will talk to you then. Have a great day. And we'll talk to you on Friday's Flyers Daily. Down the street, you can hear a scream. You're a disgrace. And she slams the door in his trunken face. And now he stands outside. And all the neighbors start to gossip and drool. He cries, oh girl, you must be mad. What happened to the sweet?